Hey everybody, welcome to episode 32 of Tell Me What You Know. Today is December 5th. It's a Thursday. We're in here late. Gotta get the episode out tomorrow. Hours away. Hours away from this release. I like when you come in with a strong opening like that. Is that good? It gets me excited. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope it woke everybody else up as well. Yeah. Um, can I be a hater for a second? Yeah. Are we in a safe space? <laughs> Always. I don't care what you listen to on Spotify this year. <laughs> I don't care. They really amped up how much, how much they talk about this because they've been doing this for a couple of years. Yeah. I, but I've never seen this much sharing of it as I saw today. Every <laughs> single person on the internet was telling me how much they listened to Sting this year. Really? I mean, it was like uh, Tyler Childers or something. Do you use Spotify? I do. Did it, what did you listen to? Uh, climate change. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think that number was my like, number one song. I mean, it's the same stuff I always listen to. It was like Drive By Truckers and Jason Isbell and like you know stuff. I haven't, I haven't changed my musical taste in a long time. But yeah. usually, if I'm in, if I'm listening to something, I'm listening to a podcast. And if I'm gonna put music on, it's just I'm already driving, and it's just okay. Put something on that I know. Mm-hmm. and go with it or i'll put on like a discover weekly which you only listen to one time and maybe you listen to songs again but it's not gonna yeah grow up the list i love discover weekly yeah, it's good yeah it's good but i agree i mean what do i really need to know about your how much how many minutes you've listened how many mm-hmm. songs you've listened to from this artist right uh you know what what is this data oh, my useful God. You for you for swift <laughs> Wait, i don't even think she's on spotify actually no she is oh she is yeah she she recently got added in the last year jay-z maybe. just had his whole library added to spotify Oh, really? Back on Spotify. So is title now over his thing? I guess. I don't yeah, know. It must be. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I did see like, oh, I should listen to some more of this person. So it did mm. kind of help a little bit. I want yeah. to be more of a hater than anything else. Yeah. Mostly because the first thing I do when I wake up because I'm addicted to my screen is I look at like my phone and it just was wave after wave of, I listened to 40,000 minutes of whatever this year. Right, right, right. And I did like this little shout out to Brent to Cody. Smash yes. Mouth, yeah. top five artists. Top five. All five. All Love Smash them. Mouth. Yeah, great. It was well done. Um, got the dogs this weekend. Go dogs. LSU, SEC championship. I, I'm feeling hopeful. This is, I mean, potentially the last important football game of the year for me. Yeah. Yeah, I might not watch <laughs> after this. Panthers suck. Ooh. Redskins suck. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, like the, the dogs. Yeah, yeah they might, this the might dog, be it. It's, it's all I have left. It's this all I have left. it. I think I like what you said earlier. It's going to be a blowout for LSU or it's going to be a close one that we that we That we win. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. Let's hope for the latter there. Yeah. Um, six and a half point spread. Six and a half point spread, 4 think, p.m. game time. I think we cover that. I hope we, yeah. I hope we just flat out win. Yeah. That'd be awesome. 4 p.m. Saturday. We'll have to see what happens with injuries and whatnot and getting George Pickens. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're not here to talk about the dogs. No. We're here to talk about topic number one. Let's hear it. Are you ready? Yeah. Michael, it's cold outside. Oh. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be getting your daily dose of vitamin D. Tell me what you know about perineum sunning. Oh, my God. <laughs> First of all, I've seen we- like two pictures of this. <laughs> uh, I saw it came from some girl Instagrammer or something. Yeah. It's where you suntan your butthole. Essentially. Yeah. So, so the, you're- <laughs> the, the perineum, let's just define it for those who don't know, uh, is the area between your anus and your scrotum or your vulva. Okay. You might know it as a taint, yeah. a gooch, a grundle yeah. maybe. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's other words that are mm-hmm. out there that I haven't thought of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, you're right. Uh, over the, I think in October, actually, the first one was posted. Uh, some guy named Ra of Earth <laughs> posted a picture of himself and, and two others. Spread eagle on the ground with their b-holes pointed at the sun, taken in the rays. So the way they're doing it, they're lying on their back and then their legs, their legs are up, up over their heads. like a triangle above their head. Correct. Like, and just pointed at the sun. Pointed at the sun. How long? Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, 
but essentially, <laughs> so yes, so psychopath wellness influencers have started this new trend where you're tanning your beehole, hole right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this trend was shown the light of day uh-huh, <laughs> by the raw of earth guy. Uh, raw was, of earth. Raw underscore, yeah, R-A underscore of underscore earth. Okay. Yes. Um, more recently, an Instagram user, Metaphysical Megan. <laughs> <laughs> this is who I saw. <laughs> yes, yeah. Shared a post about how she swears by this tactic. So she said, uh, you know, for the fast for the past few weeks, she's she's included sunning her her bum and yoni, which I only assume is her vagina. I'm not sure what a yoni is. Uh, into my daily rising routine. So okay. Thirty seconds of sunlight on your bee hole is the equivalent of a full day of sunlight with your clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> Based on what studies, I'm not okay. sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, she said she went on to say it prevents against the leakage of chi from the body. Chi. Chi. Okay. Right. We'll get into chi later. Yeah, yeah. Energy. Chi. Right. It regulates your circadian rhythm and promotes deeper sleep. It increases your personal magnetism and amplifies the auric field. I mean, if you're not bought in yet, what are you waiting for? I mean, all this sounds very correct. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. She says that she starts her day with five minutes of sunning and feels energized for hours. No more coffee for her. Just a little bit of sun on the butt. Yeah. She did warn 30 seconds to five minutes max, though. Five minutes max. Yeah, I mean, and that sounds like a lot of exposure for a really sensitive area that never sees the sun. Does she have any rationale other than... She says that it goes back to Taoist practices. Um, I, I, saw, I read some articles where they people had contacted uh, like Chinese medicinal experts. To see if they did this? And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> it's not really like we don't do that Say we what don't now? promote it we, why would you do that that yeah. kind of stuff yeah because it's fun because it's fun right yeah um so yeah i mean they say it's an ancient Chinese practice i doubt there's much peer-reviewed material going around on this um yeah so doctors have even said like yeah you should definitely not be doing this uh at least with not without any kind of like sun protection any kind of sunscreen or anything right. like that yeah um it's the most sensitive skin we have. We said 30 seconds to five minutes max, right? Well, Josh Brolin, yeah, Thanos, uh, he didn't heed that advice, apparently. On a recent Instagram post, he wrote, tried this perineum sunning that I've been hearing about, and my suggestion is do not do it as long as I did. My pucker hole is crazy burned, and I was going to spend the day shopping with my family, and instead I'm icing and using aloe and burn creams because of the severity of the pain. He's kidding, right? He's got to be kidding. He's kind of like a... He's a troll. He's a little bit of a troll. Yeah. I kind of like his personality. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, Goonies. Yeah. Way back in the day. Yeah, Johnny, Knoxville, brother. Johnny Knoxville commented, uh, taint that a shame. So, <laughs> making some some good jokes on it. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think we should try it. Sure. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big hater, but I'm also a don't knock it till you try it kind of guy. Right. So maybe when it gets a little warmer out. I can't imagine you would like notice anything. I mean, other than all the blood is gone from your legs. I mean, do you want to hear what all she purports this does? Yeah. All right. It, it brings in prana or solar energy from the sun into the organs within the body, which strengthens the organs, prevents against the leakage of chi. We talked about that one. It increases creativity and creative output, aids in healthy libido and balanced sexual energy. It grounds and connects you to the earth, uh, gives you better focus and mental stimulation, regulates hormone function in the sex organs. I mean, this is just like uh, this is just a, a a cut copy of how to go viral, essentially. Right. Just throw right. all this crap out there, put a picture of yourself naked, and that's it. And people want to, yeah, share it. Metaf- I do like metaphysical Megan. That name is metaphysical Megan. Pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, you got to. I mean, this is such something you'd read in like um like a Goop thing that uh, what's her face is yes Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. It's like what 
this is such nonsense. It's a placebo, if it's anything. Right. So that's what I was going to ask. I mean, it's got to be a placebo. But yeah. it, it did get me thinking about the other alternative heat, like medicine. Mm-hmm. So have you ever like thought about the healing power of crystals or like read anything about that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about it, but I know that some people like the healing power thing. Right. I know I've, 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 I've been up at 2 a.m. and I've seen the magnetic bracelets that people right. have. Yeah, it's like the, remember those power balance bracelets? Yeah, yeah. I used to sell those things at New Balance like crazy. <laughs> really? Yes. Yes. People come in and buy those things. They would buy them like, and like, I mean, I just was, I did what I was told. You put them on, you put it one on their wrist, you have them stand on one foot with one leg kind of behind them and their arms out to the side without the bracelet on. And then you push down on one arm and they kind of fall over and they go, <laughs> now, now put this bracelet on and see what happens. So New and Balance, amazingly, New Balance was gaming this, this whole sales New Balance tactic. was, it was a, they didn't make them, they were selling them, right? So they like bought from the, from the provider. So whatever the provider Balance. was, this is how you sell them. You, yeah. have them, you have them stand with one foot exactly. and you push them over. Such bull crap. And then you have them put it on and then you don't touch them. Right. I, mean, I wonder what changes in between you push them the first time and the second time. Maybe they know you're going to push them. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm going to stand a little bit more oh, steady. Oh, yeah. This thing really No, they me. sold like crazy. That's nuts. Snake oil. I mean, it was just. It's, yeah, it's total nonsense. Yes. I mean, there's a part of me that's like, if, if, it, if it makes you think it. It's a sticker. Great. It's a holographic sticker. That's yeah. all it is yeah. on a rubber bracelet. It's like people that yeah, you put a uh, rubber band around your wrist and it's lucky. Right. You know, it's whatever. It's right. just whatever you want to use to make yourself feel better. And if, yeah. if that's the case, fine. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Sun your butthole. It's, it's not like she's like trying to make money off of it. It's free, right? She's just trying it's to get I mean, I she's, she's just looking for followers. She's trying to gain some followers. Yeah. So that every fifth post can be uh, try this. Exactly. It could be that, uh, that herbal tea that herbal makes tea. you lose 15 yeah. pounds probably because you're just barfing and diarrheaing yeah. all week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to crystals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the practice apparently dates back to 6,000 years ago. Crystals. Yeah, no shit. They didn't have medicine back then. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. Uh, but I will say that I think there's more focus on it now, the concept of chi from the Chinese, right? Mm-hmm. And then also the Hindu and Buddhist concept of chakras. Mm-hmm. So they like connect the physical and the supernatural. It's kind of what people go with now. I'm pretty sure Danica Patrick is a big crystal believer. Really? The race car driver. Hmm. Yeah. I've heard about her crystal. Small endeavors. woman driving a fast car. That's right. She needs something. She needs an edge. But yeah, I mean, it's supposed to ward off negative energy and, and help with the healing process. I don't know. Maybe it does. Uh, one that I've never tried, but it's probably the one alternative medicine that I have the most faith in is acupuncture. Mm. I feel like uh, I've heard a lot of good come from that in terms of like smoking cessation and uh, like any kind of like habits. I feel like it's a good habit breaker. Oh, you think acupuncture can help with that kind of stuff? I think so. Huh. And for like for pain, for like uh, pain relief and that kind of stuff as it well. It does make sense to me that there are certain energy, energy is not the right word. There are electrical, right? Cause everything runs back to your brain. So right. it's transmitting an electrical signal. Right. It does make, it, does make sense to me that maybe there are points that you can press on or relieve mm-hmm. that can make things flow better or yeah. higher frequency or whatever. I don't know. There's a lot of them, I think, belief like that a lot of those points are in the feet as well, mm. I believe. Hmm. Um, the next one is Reiki. You know Reiki? Like yeah. palm healing? Yeah, that's where people, it's just like right next to you. Right. Yeah. I don't Reiki know. as well? Again, not sure. But I this think is, we but, try but it. It, it's still, it. you have to believe that this person doing it to you has some energy right. that is now transmitting into you. Well, it goes, didn't we talk about uh, like psychics? Yeah. 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 It goes back to like, it, th- if you can just become one. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's complete. Bullshit. I, I mean, I don't. People, that, if somebody comes up to me, they're like, "Oh yeah, I got the gift two years ago." Uh, <laughs> like, let, uh, me, let me let me view it. Like what? I mean, no, oh, I went hypnotism. That's what we're hypnotism, talking about. Yeah. And then yeah, then psychic and stuff like that as well. And yeah, the card reading. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's completely, it, it, it all comes back to a placebo effect for me. Right. It's just if you want to believe it and it and it changes the way you have an outlook on life or something, it's for the, for the better. But it's no scientific thing that is happening that happens every time. Like if you can't reproduce it, then it's not scientific. Right. Maybe you're just not receptive to it. Maybe it's your Maybe. problem. Again, this is something I have to be open to, so it's not anybody else doing. If it was, if it was scientific, if I go into an MRI machine, it works regardless if I believe in it. That's true. So that's a good point. That's all. <laughs> an MRI machine. An MRI machine. <laughs> One of those things. Uh, well, yeah, that's pretty. Uh, it was a quick topic. But that's what I want to end it on. I hmm. do. I do think that it, we should at least uh, go get like acupuncture or something. I'll definitely do acupuncture. Yeah, Reiki maybe. Do a little Reiki. Maybe just put our, our b-holes up to the sun. I kind of want to just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it takes 30 one seconds. 30 seconds. One minute in the morning. Yeah. Uh, where, but where can you do that here and not go to jail? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, the maybe, tallest maybe building in the town. White House. Where you just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I have, I did see that and I saw multiple pictures of dudes like sitting on a pasture. Yeah. I don't understand what people are doing. Mm. I think they also just get wound up in how like, the stupidity of it. So it's kind of fun. Sure. It's stupid. Let's do know. it. I feel like a, that's like why we might do it. You know, we're doing it because we think it's stupid. I think they're doing it because either they really believe in it or doing something like that's going to earn them more of a following. Yes. Or maybe it works and we're just a bunch of haters. You imagine sunning your butthole gets you a following. Oh yeah. People follow me because I sun my butthole. Almost 2020, bro. Idiots. All right. It's the world we live in. All right. Well, I'm going to throw it to a... Uh, every now and then, I like to go back to similar themes. Going to... Michael, tell me what you know about caddies. I think you should use a fiver. Think so. You're my wedge. Caddies. My golf theme. Like Cadillacs? Oh, see, I, mean, I could go in several different directions yeah. here. But I'm, I'm I'm specifically talking about... Like a shower caddy? Again, we could go in several different directions. Okay, caddies, uh, they carry a golf bag. Mm-hmm. They tell you uh, yardage. They, sometimes, yeah. yeah. sometimes, if yeah. you ask them. Yeah, if you want to know. How, how far am I on this next shot? Yeah. They tell you, uh, they'll read it green for you. Mm-hmm. And you got make they make your golf round about hundred dollars more expensive. <laughs> Do you think it makes it more enjoyable? Uh, I've only had a caddy twice, maybe, and one time it was uh, one caddy for our group. A four caddy. Yeah. Yeah. A four caddy exactly. He goes out while we're hitting our drives, mm-hmm. and I did lose fewer balls that day. That's see, yeah, that helps. Right, and I didn't play any better. I just lost fewer <laughs> balls. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm sure that, that it, it gives you a leg up, especially if it's a course you've never played before. Well, so. usually usually you have a, a caddy on a nicer course. Right. You know, like a top 10% course. Right. So you kind of, I, sometimes I feel I play better on a course that I want to play better. I'm focusing on more, I'm, I'm more dialed in, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure that they, it had a huge effect on my round, but I'm also not a great golfer. So Sometimes I think it, the, the confidence of knowing from somebody else, like just this guy's telling me this in, this information that is designed to help me do something. Right, but on the other other hand, it's uh, the pressure as well. Somebody you don't know watching you play golf. That's true. You need to, you need to have a rapport. Sure. Yeah. Or like four beers before you start. Or, <laughs> or while you're gone. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, a caddy's a person who carries a player's bag and clubs. 
uh, provides insight and advice, uh, as well as provides moral support. Thank you, Noah Webster. Um, and you got it. <laughs> hitting the basics. That's right. Uh, so it's like a coach, but the pl- the player can overrule them. Sure. That's what I find it. It's an interesting dynamic caddy. Okay. Um, the first caddy was Andrew Dixon. Uh, he forecaddied for the Duke of York in 1681. Um, 1681. Okay. Was he like also a player? It was like the Duke of York was coming and he was like, you know what? I'm going to show him. So I, I, I know this course I, well. I read a little bit about this. I wasn't planning on, I didn't go too far into this, but yeah, the, the caddies were usually either really good players caddying for somebody else right. or they were like boys. Okay. <laughs> just like young boys. Young boys. Chasing balls around out there. Exactly. Sure that, yeah. They're just keeping busy. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, it was kind of like one of the two. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you kind of hit on this, but there, there are two forms of caddying. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like traditional caddying right. where it's one player and one caddy. Right. Or you have what you said for caddying mm-hmm. where it's one caddy for four players for the foursome. Um, it's not for, for caddying. That's not where that comes from. It's for like F O R E the word for like four out there right. because the caddy goes out into the fairway and stands there for, right. yeah. And don't get hit by the ball. Mm-hmm. So it makes it so I can watch, you know, I, I did caddy yes, uh, did. with Abe Varner for not one to brag. summer. Yeah, not to, not to brag. I've, I've, <laughs> I've caddied before. I four caddied. You four caddied. Uh, I did not traditional caddy. Did you make good tips? Uh, yeah. 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 No, I mean, it was a it hit or miss sort of depending any, on the group. Did you get anybody that stiffed you? Um, I didn't get anybody that stiffed me, but I, I got cheap people. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a four caddy, you go out in the fairway and you're basically just making sure guys don't lose their balls. Mm-hmm. I mean, like outside of me telling you where, what this hole does on the first, on you know, as on you look T-box, at it right. uh, and then running out there, that's, I can't help you. Um, but yeah, so that's basically the whole dynamic. And then once you meet up with the group in the, the fairway, you play in with them and it's very similar with yeah. traditional caddy. Right. Clean their clubs a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, section, but why? <laughs> Uh, most people know they're called caddies, but do you know why? Oh, no, it's probably an Irish term or something. So Scottish. Scottish term. Scot- yeah, so the Scots word caddy or cowdy was derived in the 17th century from the French word cadet. Okay. So like somebody who's low ranking in the military is a cadet. Yep. Um, so it kind of comes from this. It's like, and I think also in French, there's another word in there that means boy. So cadet got translated into just this colloquial term caddy Caddy. um yeah it later was referring to somebody uh, french word cadet and originally meant a student military officer right it later came to refer to someone who did odd jobs such a weird flow of like it's also like a gopher now yeah uh but yeah by the 19th century 1857 it had come to mean someone who carried clubs for a golfer um yeah i wonder where the term gopher came from you know like a gopher he runs around and does tasks for somebody have you ever uh-huh. heard that term before? Like, why do why do they pair it up with that? I wonder why animal? they call it, I'm wondering why they call it a gopher, and I wonder if it's because it's like a from Caddyshack. The I, gopher it had to have been right? before that, right? You think so? I don't know. I don't. I don't know when they started calling oh, people gophers. We need a gopher. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, what do gophers do other than just dig holes? Oh, I don't know. Mm. Ruin golf courses. Yeah. Topic number right seventy five. <laughs> yeah. Um, Evade Carl Spackler. So yeah, uh, kind of comes from the word cadet. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Back on track. Um, so let's talk about duties. What kind of duties they got? So I kind of I put these into three different categories, and they yeah. build off of each other. Okay. Going from like a crap caddy, crap caddy to like a good caddy. Okay. A great caddy. Uh, so like the bare minimum of what you need to do, you need to carry the bag, mm-hmm. uh, clean the clubs, right? Keep them clean, 
Don't lose or leave clubs. Big. Uh, clean the ball when it's on the green. Uh, describe the hole and know the course generally. Okay. And just generally be positive. Are you I, fixing divots and stuff out there? Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. that's a good thing to add. Yeah. yeah you're, you're maintaining the course. I think maintain, maintenance of the course right. is a major aspect. When you're forecatting, though, you're not carrying the clubs, correct? You're not. Because you're not. Four bag. You're not carrying on four bag. They've got carts. Well, they got carts. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the game has changed so much now that the caddies sort of, I think only pros should pretty much do this and there should only be four caddies mm. uh, because that's all you really need. If you've got a cart, you've got this bag, you're not leaving stuff. I think that's what most people should do. You probably have um, some kind of GPS telling you how long it, your distance. Oh my God, man. I can't tell you how many times I would tell somebody a distance and then they whip out their laser and just tell you the exact yardage. It's like, well, just shoot it every time and don't tell <laughs> yeah. me to do this. It saves me like a minute every shot. Yeah, I'm losing tip money. And as also, we go. and also, sometimes knowing the exact distance is not the distance you should think about. So as a caddy, and I'll get let's go into good traits. Okay. Let's just keep going. All right, I'll keep going. Uh, so th- that was the bare minimum traits. Okay. Now these are good traits. So these are now like above just your average caddy. Um, so you shouldn't lose balls. Yeah. And definitely shouldn't lose clubs now. Right. Uh, you should provide accurate distances in like a quick time frame. Like yeah. you should have your distance pretty pretty quickly. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think you should be able to read greens pretty well. You yeah. should be you should give somebody like a, a decent read. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that would be something I would expect somebody who plays golf is also a caddy now. Maybe done it a few times. Done it a few times. Yeah. And then like great traits, mm-hmm. I think uh, they pr- they should provide strategy for your game. Like after seeing you play. Uh, maybe on the range, I see you warming up. They can maybe change after the first couple holes. They start giving you different information that should help you play better. They see me pulling a driver out, and they're like, eh, not, yeah, no, put not that you. driver back. Not you. Okay. Yeah. Everybody um, else is good with the driver. This guy, hit a four iron, please. Yeah, just lay back. <laughs> um, I think that they should be able to disagree, but amicably. They should, they should be able to figure out how to say something to the player to not make it contentious after a while. Like, don't tell me. Be like, okay, well then I would just hate you. I don't really care how you do on your round. Right. Right. So you need to like maintain the relationship. Sure. Um, and to this point, it should be they should be able to change the momentum of somebody's round. Okay. So if after a couple holes, like you made the two bogeys back on back to back, you should be able to say something to them as a caddy to to sort of get them excited for this next hole or forget the those last two holes and move on. Yeah. So changing momentum. All right. Um, and then the last thing I think would be some swing tips and advice. Yeah. Um, a little more personal. It's a little. It, it's probably for only players that I've played with a lot. Yeah. And I caddy for a lot. Okay. This is not who I caddy for. I was caddy for like. So are tourists. you saying that you're a great caddy? I'm not. Is that no, what I'm no, hearing actually, you say I, right now? To only be a great caddy, I think you have to know who you're caddying. And we're talking strictly things. amateur golfing here right now as well. Uh, correct. Even though. I, this is what I mean. I think as you get to being a great caddy, you you need to be paired with the right person. You get picked the, up. The rapport is way more. Sure. Uh important okay yes, then than yes. that right yeah giving swing tips i can understand for somebody on tour maybe yeah like being like oh yeah and then get hit that low pay we, we well also a caddy when you're at the pro level i think is a part of your team fully sure. right so you should be able to be there when they're coaching mm. and and he's also the only person on the course that by the rules can give you advice right you can't solicit advice from anybody you can only talk to your caddy so if the caddy's watching you be like oh yeah i'm back on the range like you're you're lifting your shoulder or something you, something's going on in your swing your swing thought you only got one shoe on <laughs> like I want you yeah. on. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pause now for... Well, no, never mind. Uh, I got a couple uh, right, things right. I wanted to play, just funny caddy stuff. We'll get there. Um, so let's talk about compensation. Yeah, 10%. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so for, let's talk about pros. Okay. Okay, so yeah, 10% of, of winnings 
is sort of the, the you're general Matt, knowledge. Matt Kuchar. That was the other. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You got ahead of me. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, Kuchar had this thing where his his normal caddy couldn't play that week and couldn't be there that weekend. He was in Mexico. I don't know why he couldn't be there. Um, but he picked up a local caddy and made him and cut him a deal that was like, if I win, I'll give you like five grand or something. <laughs> Ends up winning. I mean, he wins one point three million dollars. Yeah. And everyone's like, you're only giving that guy five grand. Like, you won a ton of money. You had local knowledge from this guy at the course. Not saying his other caddies or these other caddies wouldn't know, but he's a part of your team. And yeah. you made $1.3 million and you think that his his contribution was 5000 He got a big backlash from this. Um, it's not plugged in. Okay. Yet. All right, cool. Um, so, yeah. some. So, I read this on tour. Some guys say 8% of winnings. Okay. 10% if you win. Okay. I think that makes sense. I mean... It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So yeah, so you talk about how much guys have made. I mean, some of these guys out there, the, the tour champion wins ten million dollars. Right. Um, some of these guys are making well over. I think there's like ten making over seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and some guys making north of a million. Right. Uh, so I mean, these guys are making serious cash. Yeah. yeah now, for sure. the life of a cat. This is not. I don't the, think it's the, all the normal life of a caddy. I think is almost like homelessness. Right. It's not. You're sunshine. on the road. 25 30 yeah. weeks of the year and also a lot of these caddies if they weren't caddying they they could be playing professional golf or maybe a web.com tour like mm. these guys know how to play too it's not like i couldn't do that you right. know i think some of these guys when they look at some guys hit they're like i could have dominated that shot are you kidding me yeah yeah um are you missing that three foot putt dude like really <laughs> um are you spending most of your time getting yelled at by bubba and then you're just like hating life so i have i'm gonna bring this back <laughs> on bubba as well uh so for amateurs the typical round, like I think I would get, I, I would kind of say like a hundred bucks. I think eighty to a hundred bucks per player. Yeah, uh, would sort of be in the realm of what people should get. That's pretty good. Uh, it, hundred bucks an hour. That's your whole. That's your whole day. Yeah. Usually doing two, they called loops. Yeah. Is sort of rare. Yeah. Um. So I, I kind of think something around there. I think if you're a four caddy and you've got a couple, and you're like pitching in, I think each guy could pitch in like fifty. Yeah. And have two hundred total. I think the caddy would be thrilled yeah. with that. Um, but yes, yeah, so if it's just you, I think you, the minimum is a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a personal caddy, right, right, right. that's at least a hundred bucks. Sure. Um, so that's kind of what they should be getting paid. So I think like a, a caddy is sort of a nomad, right? So they're trying to, they're, they usually would go where the hot spots are during the season. So during the, the summer, they might head North and play some of those courses up in Wisconsin or one of those. And then in the winter, maybe head down to Florida. Right. Uh, and then I think a lot of these guys too are trying to find a player that would take them on tour, like a web.com or you know, kind of ride their success of some of these other guys. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's one way to go. Um, so let's talk about some notable caddies. So uh, Tiger Woods is caddy, Joe LaCava right now. And then before that was Stevie Williams down under Stevie. Yep. Stevie's now with Adam Scott. Right. I find the breakup sort of awkward and interesting all wrapped up in one like you know that they've shared so many good times yeah winning so many tournaments right. especially steve williams and, and tiger, tiger. Yeah. uh but they never really fully get down to you know why did they break up why did they just not do it anymore i mean i i think it's got to just be natural growth of a relationship you're like i just i can't listen to you talk about this anymore right well it's probably easy for steve williams at that point because he's like well i can leave tiger and probably go caddy for anybody on tour anybody yeah Yeah. anybody's gonna take me yeah um i don't know who knows why they but then so i'll go to uh bubba watson's caddy is this guy ted scott 
there are a lot of videos of Ted Scott uh, defending Bubba. For sure. A lot of them. And it's almost like this weird abusive relationship between the two of them. It is. Because Bubba, when he hits a bad shot, sort of uses Ted as a punching bag. Right. And uh, he uses God as a reason for why he makes mistakes. Exactly. I, I went on, on YouTube. I found so many different... Uh, Maybe he'll do, cry a little bit. He, there's a series of videos on, on YouTube like douche Bubba moments. Yeah. Part one. Right. <laughs> there's like part four. Yeah. Uh, and there are some bad ones, man. Like he really blows up. I, I have a hard time doing this because I think I would probably look kind of douchey if I was, if he put a camera on me and watched me play golf and I like got annoyed at myself. I don't know. Nobody else seems to do that. It's, it's just it, him. You got People do it, I think but he like, does it uh, consistently. Patrick Reed, I think I'd throw in there is doing it. Oh, he's just often. an asshole. He's just, yeah. Nobody likes him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have From a hard time. I, understand. I have a hard time, uh, like always just criticizing him basically. Cause I do think if it was me, I think there'd probably be some moments I would, you know, maybe with the camera on, I would rethink it, but I, I could definitely complain. Right. And I, I'm sure that other players and caddies have that relationship where the player gets pissed off. The caddy well, did something, but you, you do that behind closed doors, do that in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, maybe it was just a, I mean, at the end of the day, you're the player hitting the shot. I mean, exactly. the caddy can't do anything. There was one that, that really bad moment with Bubba. He hit like two in the water and like got mad at the club selection or something. It was like a 140 said, uh, yard shot said, or something. Water on the club face, bro. It's like, what? you're standing <laughs> over the club. You knew that. Yeah. Like you, I can't only do so much. Clean the club off. Ted, Ted, poor Ted. Um, Whatever. Phil Mickelson, Bones. Bones. Bones, long time caddy. I like the fact that they have long time caddies. It's, it's a nice aspect to it. You like to see a long committed relationship. Long committed caddy relationship. Yeah. Uh, and then my other favorite, I like Jim Furyk's caddy, Fluff. Mm. Great, great. Mu- one of the best mustaches ever. That's right. We'll put this on the website. Yeah. Um, yeah, love Fluff. And also for Furyk, man, like that guy's gone low. I mean, he he, he shot like a 59 a couple yeah. years ago. Well, he's been playing for forever. I'm sure playing Fluff's having forever. a great time. Yeah, well, Fluff actually used to caddy for Woods for a little while. That's Three right. years. Three years he, he caddied for, for Tiger. So he's had kind of a long career. Hell yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's caddying. Caddies. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, you spent a summer caddying. Summer Did you wear the onesie? The yeah. You had the oh, onesie? Yeah. Would you um, have a name on the back or just say caddy? Uh, I think it was just a white thing. You know who my favorite caddy is? Hmm. Danny Noonan. Noonan. Danny Noonan's my favorite caddy. Kunga Kalunga. Yes, he wants that scholarship. Or maybe he doesn't want the scholarship. At the end, he does not he want, does that not want that scholarship. Be, be, be your future. That's right. Dan, Danny, make see it. your future. Ma- make. Make. <laughs> and now we're just going to quote Caddyshack And now we're just going to do Caddyshack lines. Uh, awesome. Excellent topic. I've yeah. learned a lot. Yeah. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else to end on? No. Well, let's let's uh, let's wrap this up then. Hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Uh, we will see you again next week. See you guys. Bye bye.